Hey goddesses, welcome to another episode of Permission to be Wealthy. I have Seth Silvers here with me today. Seth is passionate about storytelling, authentic marketing, and using business as a force for good. He loves spending time in the mountains, a man of my own heart. And let's see what other fun things. He runs the Small Business Storytellers Podcast. We're going to talk about a lot of storytelling and wealth and excited. I am. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited about this. You're very welcome. All I right. know I'm not a goddess. We could, for the purpose of interviewing, ordain a god. And there we go. I, I, I'm excited to listen to some of the shows. I feel like there's been several shows and podcasts that I've liked over the years where it's like, this is definitely a show for women, yeah. but the topics are very relevant. And so I've like listened to them. So it's, I'll still, I'll, I'll still, I'll still listen to some episodes. Awesome. So I'm really glad to be here. And what I love is that when we have conversation with men, even though primarily for our podcast is that there's so much that we can learn from a master perspective. And there's so much that as I'm sharing or asking you the questions, it gives you insights and then you'll say something that as goddesses, we're like, can not get that. So I'm excited to see what we get today. Right. All right. So I want to start off with how do you define wealth? That's such a good question. Um, and I feel like it's hard. It's hard to answer. The first thing that I'll, I'll trust my gut with this a little bit. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was the word freedom. Um, with it, I think that, I, I mean, I think money, it's, it's just a resource. It's just, yeah. and there's so many resources we have. We have our health, we have our time, but it's yeah. just one of those resources. But for me, I, I think of wealth as, um, freedom and that can be used in so many ways. I love that. One of the things that I happen to hear share today is that you actually know about the science of getting rich and Wallace C. Waddle's story. And I have taught about the science of getting rich for 10 years to a lot of people all over the world. And I did not know he was a Baptist minister. I think he was Methodist. Methodist minister. Yeah. Okay. I, I got think... kicked out of yeah. the church, right? Yeah. Yeah. He kind of got like... Yeah, he pretty much got kicked out of his, and forgive me, listeners, if somebody's like, he was not Methodist, but <laughs> he was in a church community, yeah. in a faith-based community, and uh was kind of excommunicated. And part of the reason was he was one, started saying, God actually wants you to be very wealthy. And if yeah. you have the, um there's no, there's nothing wrong with pursuing wealth, assuming that we are pursuing it for the right reason. Yeah. And even that we should yeah. it's not just that we could it's that we probably have a responsibility a responsibility to, to yeah. do that right and one of the things that i love from from the time getting rich is this idea that we are here to live to our fullest capacity and that's actually like our, that's a responsibility i've you know been given the opportunity to have life and this idea that so many women want to make an impact. I find a lot of women are really passionate. We're nurturers. So we want to leave a legacy and different, you know, do impact work. And the science of getting rich says the greatest impact that you can make is to make the most of yourself and to be an inspiration to others. So 
loving all of that and just personally really curious about your knowledge of the science of getting your check. Yeah. Have you read? Have you studied it? How has it helped you in your journey? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's funny that we're talking about this today because I, um, I just read it probably for the first time in the last like maybe nine months. So mm. pretty recently. And I had heard about it from several people and it was kind of just a book that when people would reference and was like, Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Um, and one of my clients talks about it regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like a book that he keeps going back to. And so finally I, you know, I was listening to a recording that we were, and I, I, yeah, I, I read it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was, uh, you can see how a lot of other books are written off of this book. Yeah. It's like when you find like the guru's guru. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of I, I say can... it's like the grandfather of them all. Yeah. yeah. And it's, um, I like it way more than thinking grow rich. Me too. Um, it's not knocking thinking grow rich, but I, I, I really like it. I like, uh, my faith is really a big part of my life. I like mm-hmm. that there's scripture in there and it's diving into that aspect of it. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I, also love that it's kind of like bite-sized pieces. So I feel like it's very much something that you, it's a book that you can pick up at any time. That's going to kind of recalibrate your mindset back to a really healthy place as far as well. Ooh, I love that. All right. So let's jump off into storytelling. Yeah. How do, how would you advise our goddesses that really tapping into our story to help us to get well? I think it, your story is, Something people can't argue. Ooh. So, like, if we're talking about politics here, like, we can debate our politics. But if you share with me your experience, you share with me what's happened to your life. Unless I'm a really big jerk, I can't. Or, like, I'm not going to challenge that. Like, right. that's your experience. That's what you've come. Yeah. And so, in one sense, I think our story, it really is the most unique thing about us. It's like a fingerprint. And so, I think it's really important. We are telling our story and that we're telling our take on things and our experiences. We're incorporating that into whether it's the work we do or our lives because, um, that it's not up for debate. Uh, it's something that is our experience get to share that. And I think generally people, they, they respect your stories. I, I love, uh, Brene Brown's book, Daring Grantly and how she, you know, she talks about this tension of where it's like, you know, when I'm vulnerable, I feel weak. But when you're, when you open up and are vulnerable, I see the strength. And so it's something where I know there's hesitancy to tell our own story or to incorporate storytelling. And we want to things, especially in the business world. I feel like with men, especially like we want to like, yeah, it's like, yeah. we're going to talk about facts and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, things that can't be argued. Yeah. I don't know, like we just want to keep things like really, really like factual and clean. Yeah. Um, but the reality is when you share your story, it builds trust. And in, in the professional space, we work with people we trust. That's just like how you behavior moves. Um, and the more that we share our story with others, that's going to make them more likely to share their story with ours, with mm-hmm. us. And there's going to be trust there. Yeah. Uh, and I think that your story is more than just, okay, tell me about your upbringing. Yeah. But, but it's just like getting into the stories of our lives builds trust. I think that's. There's so much there that you just shared. And I think, you know, the, the, the one immeasurable asset that we have in a relationship is wealth. And when you think about wealth and the different, you know, on this podcast, we keep adding to our definitions of wealth and we'll add freedom today. Uh, but another thing is 
you know, really measuring the value of your life, wealth that you should have by how many people or how and how willing am I to share my life my own for the benefit of others. And yeah, we can say, you know, it's not necessarily linear, like telling your story more will bring you great wealth financially that you can put in the bank, but telling your story more may create more trust with others and allow, like Brene said, like allow them to be inspired and tell their own story or change their lives or do something else that a greater contribution to the world. And that's what too. Yeah. And like the people in my life that I trust the most are the ones that I have shared the most about my story with. And that there's been some level of respect, like mutual respect and usually sharing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some people that unfortunately you share your story, you open up and they abuse that. And yeah. those people are hopefully are not a part of our lives anymore. <laughs> right. Um, but the people that I trust the most are the ones who know the most about my story. I don't think it's any different in our professional life and, and with the companies that we support. And so that, that's kind of why I ended up getting into storytelling, podcasting and all of this stuff was because. I realized like that the greater level of trust a company can have with their audience is going to be a byproduct of storytelling. Yeah. Um, it's going to be good for the audience and it's also good for business because try, I just think trust really is a byproduct of story. Trust is a byproduct of storytelling. I love that. And we're going to move on to a little bit more personal. One of the things that I love learning about you is that live in the mountains or you love spending time in the mountains. I do. Yeah. I live like just, I live in Fort Collins. So I live on like on the front range. So, I mean, the mountain. So. Okay. So we figured out quickly that we both like hiking. And I think this is going to be an interesting question because I was sharing with Seth that on my journey, one of the things that I do on wealth for me is making time to do the thing that light me up, that allow me to, I, I call it just be in one with God. And when I'm in the mountains, when I'm hiking, that is when I truly more than going to church or reading the Bible at home, doing anything else. That's when I feel more aligned and just like, like it's all here. It's all, I'm all one with all that there is, um, in those moments. And so I know in my journey, I have gotten so many downloads while hiking and actual, I would say, not only business ideas, but I've learned so much about business from my hiking uh, adventures. And I was curious if you have any similar stories like that. Yeah, there's there's definitely some stories, but I think overarching piece for it is that it's um, it's always I always feel recalibrated when I get out of the nature. So I think just getting away and getting out, smelling the fresh air, and also just getting my body. I think yeah. that's always healthy, even if I'm not hiking, right? Just exercising. So I think the movement aspect of it is really healthy. Um, but I think for me, it's more a hiking is always a general reminder for me. Um, really just of endurance and of pushing on. I think any time that I go on any substantial hike, I always hate it. At some point, like there's always there's a moment. Always this moment there's where always, like, why did I do this? Yes. There's always a moment where I'm wondering, like, why do we just for fun? Like I could be at home reading a book next to the fireplace and like, this is not fun. However, 
I never, ever regret it. Like there's oh. never been a hike that I've been on that I regret it. Um, and so I think, and, and I know that in the middle of it, like I know this is like, I, you know, the feeling you're going to feel afterwards, you know, that it's going to be rewarding, you know, that you're going to look back, appreciate that you tested yourself. So I think for me, it's, um, anytime that I'm hiking or doing something like that, there is always a moment that I am okay with embracing of like, this is uncomfortable and not very fun, but then also pushing through that moment is really, really healthy. So I feel like I experienced that almost every time I have. Yeah. And I kind of em- embrace that and acknowledge it as opposed to being like, oh, this was amazing. Like, no, like halfway up this mountain, I thought this was this. Why did we want to hike this mountain? This was the stupidest idea we've had all summer. But I, but I also know it's going to be worth it. And I think that that always reminds me of, that brings me back to other things in my life w- that are also challenging that I know yeah. pushing through is going to be worth it. And those things are happening on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's good to do things like hiking for me because it reminds me of through the challenges on in just my personal life. It's like, okay, we can push through. It's going, it always is. It's worth it. That was so powerful. And I'll say, and to all the other people listen, you know, one of the things I, my, my wonderful husband, but titled something like the five regrets while dying. I came home to that from Amazon going, what were you thinking? <laughs> However, I started reading it and, um, you know, it, it's just, it's the, the thing that we all know. No one, none of us want to die. Led. And as goddesses, high achieving women, we're committed to creating wealth and living in abundance and living to our, our greatest capacity. One of the things that I feel I'm personally passionate about is that when it's my time, I hear, well done. You did all that you were here to do and all that you were capable of. And I think that, that the message that you just gave us that Remember that while you're committed to, to that outcome and having no regrets, that there are going to be moments where it sucks and it feels really hard and challenging. But what I loved is that you said, but I've, I have no regret. I've never ever done a hike and at the end of it regretted that I did, even though it had moments where it was challenging, right? So just a really powerful reminder for us to like walk through, walk through those moments because it's better to be on the other side of them than to get to the end of regret. Absolutely. Yeah. Really powerful. Okay. Last question. You, you are really passionate about authentic marketing. And I know that a vehicle for that is obviously selling our stories, but anything else that you can think of and one tip activity that we can do to really just show up as authentic. Yeah, I mean, I think you, when we're talking about authentic marketing, you have to enjoy. And I think that is really important to look at. Like, you need to enjoy talking about what, um, which means you probably need to enjoy what you do. Like, this is why it's super important to enjoy what, um, because when you do, like, when there's that actually that deep connection where you understand, like, what you're doing gives value. And in some jobs, it gives value in a more sexy way. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Like everybody looks at teachers and they're like, Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Like teachers and coaches. And there's certain professions where it's like, well, clearly you are pouring into value. Yeah. But there's also so many other jobs where it's, it's maybe a 
less popular like cog in a bigger wheel, but it yeah. still provides value. Yeah. So I think it's really important to, you have to like understand the value that our work brings. And if we enjoy it, then that's going to come through when we're talking about it. And so I think a lot of marketing is not authentic because the, the goal yeah. is just like, we're just trying to make money. We're just trying to yeah. promote this widget or this feature or yeah. this price yeah. instead of really understanding and being excited and energized about the value that this brings to someone else. The flip side of that is, if your product or service and what you do does not actually bring value to other people, yeah, then that's a big problem. And so this is where I'm like, I love storytelling because our culture shifting more towards storytelling way focuses and marketing, it actually exposes us. There's a level of exposure. Like it exposes if what you do actually sucks. Like if what you're doing actually provides no value to you, yeah. but yeah. your audience is saying like, we want to hear the stories of impact, but there's none. You're mm-hmm. just saying like, well, I made $10 million. Then it's like going to fall in its face. But the flip side of that is if there's stories of impact, then that's going to resonate and it's going to grow what you do. So I think we have to just be willing to tell the stories of impact and be excited about it. And I think our culture is moving more towards a place of transparency and uh, valuing storytelling, which I think at the end of the day is actually really good because there's some really bad players that they're, they're not going to be able to see it because it's going to be exposed like, well, you don't actually care about, what you don't actually care about what you're doing. And it provides a really beautiful space for people that do care to be able to market more ways. So long answer that comes back to like, we just, we have to enjoy it and we have to enjoy the value that it brings. And if it's not, it's not bringing value and it's not exciting you to talk about what you do, then there's, there's probably a disconnect that needs to be addressed at some I love that. One of the things that, you know, as I've been building my, my business that I for a long time did not appreciate a, a, a thing that my clients value, which is, oh, that's really nice to hear. I'm happy to feel that way. But I would hear over and over and over again, you're so authentic, so relatable. And the more that I've been and seeing what others are doing, the more I understand why that's so appreciated by people. Uh, this thing of being authentic and people are starting to go, oh, I'm, I'm successful because I know how to, you know, manipulate social media <laughs> to create right. money versus I actually really care about and my life has changed, I've changed, but this is truly something that I'm passionate about. And, um, yeah, there's so much. I, I just want to keep going and I'm mindful of our time today, but you know, I think I'll just end with thank you for this edition of Ian Wealthy is really stepping into figuring out and enjoying what it is yeah. so that you can show up authentically to the world and to know that people can value that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Seth.